0: Welcome to the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. It's a podcast to help accountants, CPAs, and bookkeepers escape what we call the Accountant's Trap. It's where accountants are not getting paid for their value and are forced to work long hours with high demanding clients with little pay. Well, how do you escape the trap? Well, we've invited one of our members and a lead trainer at the CFO Project to help answer that question, Ryan Kimmler. Ryan, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Adam. I'm excited to be here and excited to talk about this today.
0: Yeah, so I'm excited uh, because you are not only a member of the CFO Project, but you're a lead trainer in the CFO Project. So you have a very unique perspective as you help other members uh, as they start and scale their journey of starting a CFO or advisory service. But let me start off, Ryan, why did you want to become an advisor in the first place?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the big things through my career, you know, um, in the beginning, I was starting my career out doing bookkeeping and general ledger accounting. And kind of our end product was producing financials, right? I'm sure a lot of the listeners can probably relate to that. And um, I had several clients that came to me and, and they were like, you know, we, we really like the work that you're doing for us. This is really great. We, we like getting financials on a regular basis, on a monthly basis that are clean, clear, and we can read them. And they said, but what would really be helpful would be if you could tell us a few ways based on these numbers that we could really improve our business. And at the time I was really, really green in my career and just the type of person that I am, right. I've got some curiosity to me, right. And, and high fact find, and, you know, I want to have the answers. And so that really like just sparked a passion in me, right. And really spent the next two, three years of my career, um, in my spare time, even sometimes using vacation time to get around people that knew the answers to those kinds of questions. Yeah. And um, really chase mentors, and then when I got on that side of the table, and you know was able to really provide some answers to that to those questions, and and how business owners could better improve their business based on their numbers, then I I just fell in love with it, and from there just never turned back. I mean, I knew that that's what I wanted to do, and knew that I was providing high value. Uh, service to business owners that really need guidance and really need help in their numbers.
0: Yeah. I I find what you just said to be 100% true, especially in my experience. Business owners value their accountant to to do the books, whatever that means cuz most people most business owners don't know idea what that entails. But they value their accountant to do the books, but they just really want their their financial person just tell me what it means. Like am I okay? Yeah. What do I need to do? Is is does this is this bad? Is this good? You tell me. You and you understand it for me, and just tell me what to do.
1: And and not in not in accounting terms either, right? right? They they want they want layman's terms. Like accounting terms to them is like you might as well be speaking Chinese, right? Totally. It's
0: like I I know nothing about cars, nothing.
1: <laughs> like, yeah.
0: It, it, so when I go to the mechanic, something's wrong. Not, I, I have a feeling something's wrong because the dashboard is telling me in the car. Wrong. When I go to the mechanic, I just want to tell me what, 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 what the solution is. Tell me what's yep. wrong in layman's terms and tell me what the solution is. And without speaking mechanic language. Yes. And I, and I think a lot of times I, uh, account, we as accounting professionals, whether it're bookkeepers, CPAs, enrolled agents, accountants or whatnot, we are living and breathing this stuff all the time that we just think is obvious. We just think it's yes. everybody should know what how to read a balance sheet and what every you know what statement of cash flow means, but to most people it's not obvious
1: at all. No, not no. It, it yeah, it's not at all. I mean, yeah, I mean to us it's easy, right? And I I think, you know, through through my career and through my journey, like I've had the opportunity to be around business owners and and kind of listen to them talk about their finances before they have my expertise. Mm. And like, it would, it would just really, I think it'd really amaze your listeners how much business owners don't know. Yeah. If they, you know, if they, if you really start listening for it and really, you know, have that opportunity to kind of be a fly on the wall in some of these rooms. Um, yeah. I mean, the stuff that's like accounting one-on-one basics to us is really hard for business owners to grasp sometimes.
0: Totally. And the thing is that business owners, because most business owners got into business because they're an expert at something like a, 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 an attorney, yes. which I know is your niche. You focus on attorneys. They're yes. attorneys. They they went to school for that. They passed the bar. <laughs> they're practicing attorneys. They're not trained in business necessarily. So you could plug in anything for attorneys, dentists, you know, chefs, people that kind of Yep. Hair. They're trained in their craft, they want to practice their craft, and the, the all the other parts of doing business, getting you know getting leads and sales and all the marketing logistics and operations and admin and accounting all that is just sort of secondary to their craft and they don't they're not experts in accounting yet accounting is though the, the numbers person that does the accounting is the one person that's sort of touching on the one area that they know. Is the, measures the, the true success of their business, which is cash, you know, the money. <laughs> yep. The accountant sort of understands it because they're keeping track of it. And so it's no wonder the business owner wants the accountant to just tell them what to do. But there's a big difference between telling me what to do versus telling me, uh, helping me understand accounting. I don't really want to understand accounting as a business owner. I just want you to tell me what to do because you understand accounting.
1: Yes. They, they want to, they want to know maybe five to 10% of accounting as it applies to their business. Right. And the rest, like they just really just want you to tell them, right. And and give them direction. And I think like, if, like, I think if most business owners had a choice and their accountant could fully keep them out of their financials, just tell me what I need to do in my business to make it better financially. I think probably 95% of business owners would probably pick that. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So let me ask you, Ryan, uh, statistics show that most businesses fail. I mean, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, 50% never make it to their fifth birthday, 80% never make it to their 10th birthday. Why do you, why do you think that is?
1: So. You know, I I think from the perspective that I have, I mean, we know that it comes down to they're not able to produce cash flow, right? They're not able to produce positive cash flow. And and then eventually it's either you've got to contribute money as an owner or take on debt in order to keep the business going. But I think beyond that, I, I think the biggest thing that starts a lot of businesses off the wrong way is just the owner not understanding their numbers and they don't set up a system or a service that's really covering all of their costs. They're not priced right. They're not covering all their costs and they're not set up to scale and maybe their margins are really thin. And like I get, I get a lot of, I mean, like to your point, I work with law firms, right. Um, For any service-based business. I mean, you know, in my opinion, net income should be 20% or greater. That should be pretty easy to achieve. And I get a lot of law firms that are under that, you know, five, six, 8%, 12%. And when you have those thin margins and then you try to scale, hmm. it takes cash. And sometimes they fall into a trap of running out of cash because they try to grow too quickly. And, but it all starts with being profitable to start with having a proven model. Yeah. Um, You know, that that's where that's where I believe that it all starts. Yeah, you should be profitable from day one.
0: And and a lot of people, a lot of businesses do fail. I mean, obviously, the ultimate reason is because they lack cash flow. But one of the reasons that businesses fail is because they don't have a product market fit, uh, or their business is not set up to scale. Like you said, like in an attorney, you know, a law firm. If the attorney themselves is the producer. <laughs> The, then they yep. really can't scale unless they hire another producer or, the, or right. that one producer, the attorney works more hours. But regardless, whether it's a, 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 lot of, a lot of business owners start their business and they don't have a product market fit, meaning that the, there's not a market for what they sell. Yep. Um, but cash can solve that. Cash can give you a longer mm-hmm. runway to help figure out a product market fit. In the case of the law firms, they if they want to scale, the, if the attorney doesn't want a job, they want to have a business. Because well, I mean, let's face it, they, most attorneys have a job they own that they own. If they don't want yep. that, I mean, if they want that, that's great. But if they don't want that, then cash will help them get there. Like you said, it will help them hire more people. It'll help them scale. And so, cash Absolutely. is really the end all, be all. It is but, for but
1: sure. But it's
0: like, but it's a, it's a. Fascinating to think that there's, you know, thousands of business books out there and courses and podcasts and everything else. Yet business owners still struggle. And I'm trying to figure out why, why that is. Sure. I have a couple of theories, but what, why do you think that is?
1: I think that, I think that there are not enough advisors working with small business owners for one. Um, yeah you know, I, I think the majority of accountants, the majority of CPAs, you know, they end up going into compliance work, right? And, and you know, I've I've heard a lot of people say, you know, if you're in the field of accounting and, you know, you've got a degree, you'll never be without a job, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that work is always there, right? There's so much compliance work there, um, you know, right. for, I mean, everybody's got to file their taxes, right? And so, you know, I, I think the large majority of accountants, you know, really choose that career path, right? They choose to go the compliance road, which there's nothing wrong with, right? Totally. Um, and that but, that, but that does, you know, take up their skills and expertise in the accounting for small business. And not enough of them are on the advisory road, right? Yeah. I, I know a ton of tax accountants that 80, 90, 100 hour weeks, January to April, they have no time to advise their clients. So you kind of, you have to pick, right? One side or the other. Um, and <clears throat> and so you know you're taking the group of people that their expertise is the numbers and their expertise is cash flow and business success, and the majority of the capacity of those experts unfortunately is in the compliance world yeah, and you know i mean i i i don't know this for a fact, but I would guess you know advisors to accountants that are in compliance, we might be. 1 to 100 we might be 5 to 100 i mean it really is like a slim slim number right like I agree. so so i think that i think that's part of you know the big problem in the marketplace is is the a lot of the financial experts are tied up with compliance yeah. and i mean that works there it has to be done but you know, I think the way that we really impact and change, you know, the small business world is we've got to get more accountants shifted over to advisory, um, and having that be one of their main, if not their only focus. I mean, for me, it is right. For you know, a little bit of background on me. I mean, the only thing that I sell is CFO. Um, you know, my my whole practice is focused on advisory. So,
0: hey there, Adam here from the Escaping the Accountant's Trap podcast. I'd like to personally invite you to a free masterclass that we're conducting this Thursday called How to Start a CFO Service. To register, just go to thecfoproject.com and click free training at the top. See you then. I I think you brought up an interesting point that business owners want somebody that they can trust to help them. And that really only can happen in in the context of a, a person helping a person. Because if you think about it, yep. there's all these business books out there and they're all, most of them are great, but the, but it's not tailored to them. So a business owner who is struggling in business reads a business book and the content may be fantastic, but then they're sort of left at the end with, okay, so what now? What do I, what do I do with this information? I don't understand it myself really, yet I have all these other things on my plate. I've got to get leads and manage my team and, and, and you know, make payroll next Friday. What do I do? And it's really the it, a, a human helping another human understand what to do. I think is our power. It, yeah, it, it, it really is. I. It's just. I mean, I know that times in my life when I needed help, I I wanted somebody, a person, <laughs> to help. And navigate.
1: And and I really think. That's, I mean, that's what we're built for as the human race, yeah, right? right? It's one person using their strength to help someone else in an area where they're weak. Totally. Right. It's what we're built for.
0: Yeah, I agree. And and the reason why I wanted to bring this conversation up is because we as accountants, a lot of times, like you said, we're focused on, you know, compliance or transactional work, the things that have to get done. and, and we lose focus on the fact that there's this giant mar- market out there of people that need help, business owners that need help, and this market is, to me, way more interesting <laughs> than doing tax yeah. work or, or you know, bookkeeping or whatnot. It because you're really having a major impact on your clients' lives.
1: So, yeah, and not not just your clients' lives too, but I I would throw in you know. You know, for me, I mean, I'm working with several law firms at one time, all those law firms also have employees, right? And so it's not just an impact on the client that I'm working with specifically, who's the owner of the business, but it's also an impact on everybody that works at that business because, yeah, true, you know, if, I mean, if the, com- if the company closes in the next year, right, right, they're all out jobs, right? And they would probably be okay, right? They're going to find their next thing, but, you know it has an impact in their life too. Right. And and so it's, yeah, I mean, you're, you're impacting a lot of people at one time. Right. Absolutely.
0: And plus I think also you're having a major impact on the client, your client, the business owners, peace of mind, because they are, I mean, if you put yourself in their shoes, everybody listening, they are overwhelmed. They're nervous. They're scared. They own this business that they're responsible for employees are responsible for their own income. They're responsible for, for uh, for meeting payroll, everything rests on their shoulders. And yet a lot of them think of themselves as I'm just a, you know, a chef that opened a restaurant. I'm just a, an attorney that opened a law firm. I'm just this. I'm just a dentist that opened a dental practice. And, and they feel ill-equipped. And so somebody like us comes along and says, let me go come alongside you and help you. I mean, that's going to do wonders for their peace of mind.
1: yes and and when when we can really you know look at the business pick out the weaknesses and really turn that around for them and all of a sudden profit changes cash flow changes the amount of money that they have in the bank changes um i mean those are those are all things for you know helping an owner sleep Uh, at night i mean um yeah, I mean there there's just comfort and security and having more cash in the bank and, and um and really being equipped to you know have a lot less risk in the business that they own and yeah helps them sleep better at night for sure.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you this, Ryan, what is one thing that your CFO or advisory service did for one of your clients that you didn't expect?
1: Yeah, so one of the, one of the biggest things most recently, um, so I was looking at all, all the numbers for one of my clients, right? And this is, this is kind of a case study a little bit. Um, and the biggest problem, the biggest challenge that we were having was, and and just for a little bit of background, this is actually a, a company local to me. Um, and they, they're experts at sewer and drain cleaning. So they're, they're actually not a law firm. I mean, a, a lot of my clients are law firms. That's where I'm niche, but this is actually one that is not a law firm and, and, you know, it, it's so amazing that when you know accounting and you know numbers, you can still help this business in right. any industry, not just the one that you're really, really an expert in, right? Um, And so we're looking at the numbers, looking at the numbers, and and one of the biggest problems, one of the biggest challenges that me and the business owner kept talking about was, you know, well, my guys are plumbers, right? They're not good at sales, right? And and they go into houses, and and we have these packages, and we have these guarantees, and we have these warranty, you know, links of, you know, hey, if we're if we're here today, you know, we'll we'll clean out your sewer. You know, I mean, it, any house that they walk into, they've had a sewer backup problem, right? So most of the time, there's like there's water in their basement, right? And so they had a real problem with, you know, just their just their technicians not feeling like they were worthy enough to sell the higher end packages, right? And so their pricing was really really lagging or kind of on the low end, staying on the low end. Right. And we wanted to increase their average transaction value. And so I'm looking at the numbers and we start discussing things and I'm like, you know, what if we hired a sales guy, straight commission sales guy, let's look at that opportunity. And again, like I'm not, you know, I'm not a sales guy by any means, right. Not an expert in that side of the business. And we start looking at the opportunity and and we find out that there's a six figure role here for, for a potential just straight commission sales guy for the volume that they're doing. And it was really a win-win because it was going to put, you know, as long as the sales guy could sell these higher end packages, um, which we believe that they can, the value is there. The warranty is there. Um, there's about $300,000 of opportunity for the company itself. So, Just by shifting like this, you know, not adding volume, right? We're not adding volume to the number of houses that they're going to. We're just shifting the packages that they're selling and the price that they're selling them at. $300,000 opportunity for the company, $100,000 opportunity for someone else to have a job, right? So we're creating jobs. And um, that's something that we are rolling out in 2024, and I'm really excited about it. It's an idea that I never thought would come out of, you know, my advisory role, but to have a win-win like that. Um, and, yeah. and obviously, you know, providing this pans out, right. I mean, think about creating a $300,000 opportunity for one of your clients. Yeah. You know, they're going to be happy for a long time. That is multi, you know, a very large multiple of what they're paying me a year we'll just put it that way, Yeah. you know? <laughs> um, and so I'm super excited for it. I'm super excited for the company to, to see them continue to grow and we're creating jobs. I mean, it's something that I never expected, but really, really awesome story. Really, really excited about it. Yeah, And it's going to solve several of our problems in that company.
0: Wow. That's amazing. Imagine the ripple effect in the community that one, one decision will have, not only in the employees, but the company, the future employees that you hire that they hire. Yeah. Well, so Ryan, last question. What is the best tip that you have for accountants and bookkeepers to escape the accountants trap?
1: Best tip that I have, um, is probably, I preach this a lot and, and I do it at my practice. I, I don't take unscheduled phone calls at my practice. Okay. Um, I think, you know, when you're when you're in the compliance world, you know, you get clients that get a letter from the IRS and they're just freaking out. Right. And they think that it's emergency. And I think one of the best things that you can do at your practice to really free up time and really have an organized schedule to hopefully, you know, let your listeners really shift into some advisory work is you've got to have a system in place to let your clients know, look, this is an emergency. XYZ is an emergency. ABC is not right yeah. and and the list that's abc should be really really long right i mean really the only emergency that i can think of from the compliance side of things is really around payroll right if payroll didn't run properly or employees aren't getting paid i mean that's an emergency yes you should accept phone calls on that but everything else can really be booked like through a calendly software mm-hmm. and you know um, I've done that at my practice since day one, even when I had a bookkeeping even general ledger accounting practice, all of my clients book calls with me. Um, and, and to a lot of accountants, like this is a kind of a, you know, shaking concept or kind of a shocking concept. They're like, oh my gosh, my clients will be so upset with me. No, they won't. Right. It, it's no different. Like you don't call your doctor up on the cell, on your cell phone and right. talk to them when you have an emergency, right? You, you call the office, they make you an appointment, you go in, right? Yep. Um, and so, you know, all of my, all of my bookings are the soonest a client can book with me is 24 hours out. Um, and it really helps me organize my day, organize my schedule, right? Because I know when I end the day, like when I end the day today at 5 PM, right? My calendar's only open till 5 PM tomorrow. I know what calls I'm going to have tomorrow. I know what my schedule looks like. I know what free time that I have to work on client things or, or do business development or, or whatever I can plan my day. And I think that that tip will save your listeners hundreds of hours on the phone. Um, And it also really conditions your client so that you can kind of get away from those clients that think everything's an emergency. They call you up on the phone every week and suck hours of your time. right? And so I think that's probably the biggest tip that I could give is to help to help be organized, help have a consistent schedule and, help free up some time, hopefully to to get over into the advisory side of the aisle or advisory work. I I,
0: I do the same thing. I don't give out my phone number at all. (laughs) I do the same thing. Yep. Well, Ryan, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Of course. Absolutely. I'd love to do it. Um, yeah, it was awesome.
0: And to everyone listening or watching, thank you so much for spending the last few minutes with us as we discussed how to escape the accountant's trap. Bye for now.